0: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
1: Hey, welcome, everyone. My name is Justin, and you're on Inverse. Uh, this is a Bible study uh, show for young adults and young at heart, and we are looking at the three angels' messages in the book of Revelation. So, we want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org, and you can download our Bible study guide. Uh, the arc topic, archical topic that we are in is called the three cosmic messages. We spent about five weeks in the book of Revelation, and also some parts in the book of Daniel, and looking at the center, Climax of Revelation, which is the three angels' messages. Uh, In the studio, we have Israel and Siku and Kali. Say hi. 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 And we also have you guys, not in the studio, but thanks for watching. And we want to jump into the text because the show is called In Verse. Siku, can you pray for us?
0: Yep, let us pray. Loving Father, we thank you that we can come to your Word now, and we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher now. Give us clarity of thought as we um, delve into your Word, and help us to understand truths that are going to help us to draw closer to you and to draw the world to you ultimately. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. amen.
1: amen. Israel, what are some things you remember from this quarter thus far? We're in episode six, so from episodes one through five. What do you, may you remember
2: anything? <laughs> I don't know if I do remember anything, actually. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What, what is obviously, what's uh, most standing out in my mind is last week's uh, lesson on the good news about the judgment. Mm. It's typically something that as especially as young people i just consider myself a young person <laughs> that was cute. Yes, i do not feel safe saying that comment here yeah especially with kelly right in front saying no. no uh it's it's something Don't that worried there's yeah. gonna be some young person that says exactly the same thing that says. <laughs> that's <said>. true yeah. <laughs> yeah kelly's not young herself anymore that's true. so yeah. all right yeah valid. anyways as young people it's <laughs> is uh, something that we uh, are kind of afraid of mm. and um and, yes. and, and and as we've been processing uh this this concept of the judgment, we realize that it's good news because it's something that God wants us prepare, wants to prepare us to pass. Mm-hmm. He's on our side, and through His grace, it's an exam, an examination that all of us are able to pass with His help. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what...
1: And the judgment is looking at the, the capacity of the tutor, not the capacity of the student, mm-hmm. how well the tutor can teach the student, but the student is the one that's being examined. Uh, the exit well taking the test, but we're looking at how good the, the tutor is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Rebe- um, no, no. Rebe- let's go to Daniel, mm-hmm. Daniel chapter nine, Daniel chapter nine, and we're going to look at a particular prophecy called the four ninety, the four hundred ninety years or or seventy weeks. Uh, same thing. If you go to chapter nine, verse twenty four, and Callie, can you read from verse twenty four to verse twenty seven, please?
3: Mm-hmm. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city, to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, There shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks. The street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublesome times. And after the sixty-two weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood, until the end of the war desolations are determined. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate."
1: Alright, so this is uh, kind of this is a heavy, heavy study. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to encourage you that if you are totally lost, don't stick with it, be encouraged. Um, get the Bible study guides and, and follow along. Prophecy is in its nature a little bit, you know, there's, there's some... Density and some um, rigor needed to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Siku, so um, and we'll do this together. But if you can uh, guide us through at least these verses here, <clears throat> these are there's uh, in verse 24. We have 70 weeks, uh, which is uh, equivalent to 490 years, according to if one day equals one 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 year. Uh, guide us through here, and let's get started. And we can we can j- jump in this together. Okay. Uh, but let's get into this prophecy.
0: What's um. going on? Well, what's, I'll do the, what's going on background, okay. Okay. <laughs> before the jumping in. Um, so, you have this, this uh, vision, I guess, that Daniel, Daniel is receiving, and he's given this time period, and where does that come from? Um, if we go to the beginning of the chapter, of chapter 9, um, you see Daniel, uh, Daniel in prayer, uh, and it starts with that Daniel understood by the books in verse two, mm-hmm. uh, that the years specified by the word of God through Jeremiah the prophet, would he would soon accomplish 70 years in the desolations of de- Jerusalem. So, he, Daniel is studying his Bible and he comes to a time period, right, and he's also studying like how we're studying prophecy, um, so it's encouraging to know that in the Bible they also studied, you know, these time prophecy. periods and yeah, prophecy and trying to understand, and Daniel comes to an understanding that a time period that had been determined for his people to be in captivity was coming to a close, and so he's praying and he's wrestling with this, right, um, but it also comes in the context, if we we'll backtrack even further to chapter 8, mm-hmm. He had already had a vision that had to do with numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And that vision in chapter 8 had already been explained to him mm-hmm. somewhat, but there's a portion that's kind of hasn't been tackled in that vision so in chapter 8 verse 14 I'm going to backtrack to mm-hmm. there's another time period that's mentioned I don't know if I'm giving too much back no no this is okay. good this okay. is good okay.
1: so Daniel 8 and Daniel 9 are totally linked to each other right yeah. right so Daniel 8 talks about the 2300 day prophecy mm-hmm. and Daniel 9 talks about the 490 a lot of numbers yeah, they, yep yep but they're they're linked and they're they're linked because the 490. Gives a beginning date, uh-huh. but the 2300 doesn't have a beginning date, right. so it's kind of like floating around and Where floating around. <laughs> and then poor Daniel is like, oh, "This is like That's he so he loud. he um, he collapses." And we're just like, what's well, the beginning date? It's one of those, you know, those movies, and then the secret is, oh, and the dude dies, right? <laughs> yeah. and in case he doesn't die, he just he just uh, um, faints. 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 And so we have to read 9 to find out that beginning
0: Right, date right, 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 right. So okay, that's kind so Are you the are the the guys with going?
1: us so far? We should make sure mm-hmm. you go. Okay, so you're doing a good job.
0: Okay, yeah. oh, so, so <laughs> what I was going with that was, so you have the 2300 days and he's looking for, he doesn't have the full picture yet yeah. of like that beginning date. So when it, he when it talks about in verse 24, of Daniel chapter 9, mm-hmm. we're now back to, to Daniel chapter 9, And mm-hmm. says 70 weeks are determined for your people, so out of that 2300 year period, yeah. uh, or 2300 days, or a day for a year, so 2300 years, it says that 70 weeks of that are cut out or determined for your people, mm-hmm. and then for that 70 weeks, it gives us a start date for when that 70 weeks begins in verse 25.
1: The crazy thing is there's like there's so many books written about that one, one word. This is what theologians love to do. So, in verse 24, 70 weeks are determined, determined, determined cut off, determined. I was like book, 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 book. I'm like, all run with this, but, you know- Is that the- ch- uh, It's talking? cut off. Is it? Is that ch- that? Yeah, hey, it's oh, awesome. I remember that. It, oh, was yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> it was one of you
1: who taught me that. Yeah, yeah.
3: Probably. Do you have to have it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, so I'm like, mm, I think, I'm just trying to remember.
1: Because otherwise, I mean, <laughs> the whole point is this, is that prophecy is sure. Prophecy is, is rooted in reality in real time. Yeah. There's a lot of people that just, if there's no beginning point. It's just it's just floating around. And this section is like, well, that's floating around. And they just kind of make it shoe, um, what is it, shoehorn? Yes. Is that the right word mm-hmm. yeah. shoehorn in something and you something get into like a, weird stuff
3: like a useless prophecy
2: mm-hmm. because <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah exactly and that's yeah. and the accusation oh probably you just make it you force making it what you want it to be mm-hmm. but when we find and study it carefully hey that one word comes from the larger chunk mm-hmm. then we get some anchors and we're getting some grounds at some point. Okay. Sorry to keep interrupting, but this is yeah, this is. No, I mean I've been fun. talking for a long time. Okay. I can
0: hand it over. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. All
1: right, so Israel, help us out. So we're c- continuing on here. We're in twenty-four and then uh, we see that the Chadak, the the determined to cut off. Yeah.
2: I'll set it to twenty-five with for the start date. Yeah. So Gabriel excuse me, Gabriel identifies that these seventy weeks are gonna start when Jerusalem is restored and rebuilt. Yep. That's four fifty seven for When the command,
3: yeah, Yeah, to restore
2: and rebuild Jerusalem. You move forward then 69 weeks, or 69 years forward from that point. You have 483 years. We get to 27 AD. Uh, That's
1: 69 weeks. weeks Yeah, is 69 multiplied by seven? Because in one week is is uh, is seven days. Mm -hmm. I'm just it's exactly what you said. I'm just slowing it down, and we get to our date is what. 27 AD. 27 AD with yeah. this, with the BC to AD conversion. Yeah, transition. Another year. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
2: And this is there's all this
1: a lot of stuff in there, and it's easy yeah. to get bogged down, but it does it does make sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: And this and this is where now we have the introduction of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, and so he so this is this is now where the the prophecy begins to point to the life yeah. and teachings and ministry of Jesus. So
1: this isn't some obscure prophecy like, and then in twenty seven A.D. like some king, you know, he married his sister. Like it, it's not some weird, you know, <laughs> Greek, you know, Roman significant,
2: of, but it's salvation this
1: happened. is like totally important because it's yeah. talking about the coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have twenty seven A.D. What happened in twenty seven A.D.? So
2: Jesus is baptized, mm-hmm. and it essentially marks the beginning of. His ministry as his baptism is symbolizing the beginning of his ministry as being Mm -hmm. anointed Mm -hmm. as the Messiah. And you have when Jesus is baptized, you have the Holy Spirit that falls on him. Mm -hmm. Usually the oil in Scripture was a symbol of the anointing Mm -hmm. of the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit.
1: And just so that we're not making these numbers a better way, let's go to Luke chapter. And I'm glad Callie asked me before the show Mm -hmm. started uh, because this just popped in my mind. But Luke chapter 3, verse 1, 3, verse 1, 2, 3. Um, we see here. Now, in this is Luke chapter 3, verse 1. Now, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, his brother P- uh, Philip, Petrarch of, tetrarch of Petrarch, tetrarch mm-hmm. of Etuduria. Itu, that place, and then the region of, of Trachonitis and Licinius, tetrarch of Abilene, while Annas and Cephias were high priests, the Word of God. So, you may be wondering, like, man, that is just a lot of info. Why does Luke have to go into all that? It's just, just you know, all these dead people were, were kings at one point. <laughs> Why? But. When you look at the history of it, and this is in the context of when Jesus was 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 starting his ministry and being baptized, mm-hmm. this this uh, we have we can historically pinpoint to 2780 specifically because all these you know people that I have a hard time pronouncing they all overlapped only in one year, mm-hmm. and the cool thing is it's 2780. And so I just that's cool, just cool how the Bible mm-hmm. always is. is mm-hmm. Okay, so going back to Daniel 25, mm-hmm. and then keep going, Israel. Nine, 925. Nine uh,
2: twenty-five. Yeah, and so and so the prophecy now begins te- to tell us the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ, and it talks about the fact that in the middle of that week, mm-hmm. right, the Messiah would be cut off, mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. for himself, for mm-hmm. his people, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, in the it, after the after the three and a half years of Christ's ministry, he was cut off; he was mm-hmm. crucified, mm-hmm. and so this is. A prophecy that not only talks about the beginning of the Messiah's ministry, mm-hmm. but also talks about the death of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and then essentially continues on telling the story about how this section of time was was not only going to include the salvation of, uh, or not not only was it going to include the ministry of Jesus to the Jewish nation, which was God's chosen people all throughout the Old Testament, but that it w- it would also spawn forth. The ministry that would go to the end of the world, and then you reach the
1: beginning down. of the church. Yeah. yeah, the transition from Israel to the church. Yeah. So this is like hugely, hugely, hugely significant, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like anchored. Like pff, this is set right in time. So if you go from 27 to 34 AD, it's the la- that's that last week, and then the middle is when in AD is uh, 31 AD is when Jesus was crucified. Okay. That's that's like anchored. Yeah. We go back and that's 457 BC, that's the beginning point for these two prophecies, right? Then we go, we, we go back to 457 BC and add 2300 days to that, what date do we come, come to? Fast forward to? 1844. 1844. So, 80. what in the world happened? 80. A- 80, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, thanks. What happened in
0: 1844? So, um, hmm. in Daniel chapter 8, mm-hmm. Um, where where it's introduced in Daniel eight verse fourteen it says and he said to me, for two thousand three hundred days uh, years, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed mm-hmm. um, and as as you know uh Christians were studying this around the time actually coming into 1844, um, the the question was, what does this mean, the sanctuary being cleansed? And there was Mm -hmm. a general assumption, well, sanctuary, maybe that means earth, you know, and like you were talking about, if prophecy is just kind of floating here, and you can just try to assign meaning to it, um, but when it talks about the sanctuary being cleansed, uh, the Bible had a sanctuary that was mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When the Israelites were coming out of Egypt, and they built a sanctuary, um, but could it be referring to that sanctuary? It didn't seem that's the case because there's not a sanctuary on earth You know with the Israelites then, but then when you look back to that story when God told Moses to build a sanctuary, He said, let them make me a sanctuary, and it was, He showed Moses a pattern mm-hmm. of the sanctuary that was in heaven. Already in heaven. Right, mm-hmm. and so you have that there's actually a sanctuary that is in heaven that the earthly sanctuary was patterned after, mm-hmm. um, so when he's talking about the sanctuary being cleansed, he's talking about the sanctuary that is in heaven, mm-hmm. which the earthly sanctuary was pointing to the ministry of Jesus, a ministry that he's actually carrying forward in the sanctuary that is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so the earthly, the symbols become pointing to, uh, they're pointing to heavenly reality, so to speak. And so in 1844, you have this point of, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed, something is happening in heaven mm-hmm. that Jesus is doing.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, that's, this, this, this is just like super exciting, you know. Um, there, uh, who, who, how, how do I want to frame this? So, the, in believing in Jesus came and dying for you anchors that down, we go back to 457, and it just slingshots us to, to 1844. So the 1844 belief is not something that's ephemeral or optional or just kind of like dangling it's not here.
3: Not like a niche prophecy.
1: It, yeah, it's not a niche <laughs> prophecy. It's not something that's uh, a marginal. It's mm-hmm. if you believe that Jesus came and died for you, mm-hmm. you do, 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 the 18, you have to believe in this. Do, 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 mm-hmm. Right. Um, what, what am I trying to ask?
0: What was he, he doing? Yes, yes, that's, that's <laughs> I like. That's what I got
1: so much into those sound <laughs> effects that I, I lost what, my, my train of thought. So, what was Jesus doing in 1844? I guess, okay, let me ask this, this is what I want to say. And, and, and you know what? I don't know the answer, and I don't know any, anyone who knows the answer, and I want to ask you, and then if you don't know, that's okay, and we'll ask them if you don't answer. Why 2,300 years? Have
0: you ever asked? I think that's a question of? for God. Right? I mean, I mean,
1: that's 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 not. I'm not trying to stump you. i, I, I that's that's genuine. Like, why? Why is there any? It's not like seven times seven. Like the four ninety is a nice, cool number. Uh, Twenty-three hundred just come out comes out of nowhere. nowhere. Just just and why eighteen forty-four? Anyway, if you don't know, hey, tell us what you think. Why it's eighteen forty-four? Mm-hmm. We're totally, totally curious. And maybe you guys are some scholars out there that. Bible scholars are, you're like, man, I know why it's because, you know, the donkey weighed, you know, <laughs> 18, <laughs>
2: 1844
1: pounds or <laughs> cubits or whatever it's called. Okay, so what happened in 1844, which is the more important question than anything. So mm-hmm. forgive the excursus, but I, I did want to throw it out there. Yep.
0: Okay, See, I guess I, I'll, I'll keep going. Okay. Um, so in the earthly sanctuary, when you had the, the sanctuary, like we're talking about earthly realities pointing to, to her, uh, heavenly, heavenly realities, yep. right? So in the earthly system, um, the, the one time that the sanctuary was cleansed, so to speak, was called the Day of Atonement, mm. um, where, so this is a whole other study, right, on the sanctuary and the sanctuary services, where every day you had the Israelites coming with their sacrifices and symbolically, the priest would go and he would take the blood from the sacrifice and sprinkle it on the veil, right, that was separating the holy place from the most holy place in, mm. in symbolism, transferring the sins of the people into the sanctuary, right? Um, and so this was a daily occurrence, but then one day in a year they would have this special you know day of of prayer of searching out their hearts you know in preparation for it, where that one day a year the high priest would go into the most holy place and through a symbolic ceremony, he would essentially transfer the sins from the most holy place and bring them out of the sanctuary, thus cleansing mm-hmm. the sanctuary from the sins that were being transferred in. Mm-hmm. So, that was, that was what happened in the earthly reality. And so, it points to a reality that's now transferred now to heaven, who our High Priest, Jesus, um, is performing in our behalf like this, now uh, I guess the, the anti-typical, which would be like the, now the, the reality version that the earthly one was pointing to mm-hmm. of the transferring of our sins out of the heavenly most holy place, I can hand over because I've been talking a lot. I mean, already, I can- No, call. no, it's good, it's good. <laughs> so, so <laughs> no, it I'm let, really
1: me, let me, because let me you bring a lot of stuff, um, maybe I can just simplify and then put in my, <laughs> my own words, um, all the bad stuff in the world.
0: All right, there we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all the bad stuff that we do, all the junk in the world, uh, and this was, this was a mind shift for me. So, like, when I did something bad and I said, Lord, I'm sorry, and then I thought, just poof, it went That's away. Bad. But according to Scripture, and especially in the Old Testament, we're finding that when we say we're sorry, um, that doesn't poof go away. It gets, because of Jesus' blood, it's transferred into the, the, this, this uh, depository, which is called the sanctuary. And so, all the bad junk of everyone's lives is being accumulated in the sanctuary. And in one shot, Jesus gets re- and cleanses the sanctuary in one shot. So, that's, that's what's happening in 1844. So, before that, he wasn't doing this, but mm-hmm. after 1840, he's doing this. Mm-hmm. And he does that by going through this judgment process and looking at, at each individual mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. says like, hey man, uh, Israel did a lot of junk, but he uh, he repented for all these things, and, poof, and then Siku did a lot of junk and she repented. And Jesus is defending uh, Israel and Siku uh, in front of all the angels that we read in, in, oh. in, yeah, this is this is my simplified narrative version.
2: I like to think about it in a similar in similar terms. In terms of, the Bible gives to us a history of salvation, mm-hmm. and the history of salvation. What is important for us to understand is the work that Jesus does on behalf of humanity. Mm-hmm. It's com- is complex and it's at the same time very simple, mm-hmm. right? And that's what the story of the Bible is. How am I going to save you? Mm-hmm. I'm going to die for your sins, you're going to confess your sins, and then you're going to be saved. That's like a very simple way, which is true. Mm -hmm. And then what you said is also, and and what Sequel was saying, there's also, uh, but there's finer details to these things. Like the sanctuary, as Sequel was alluding to earlier, it was to teach us about the life and ministry of Jesus, right? I mean, the lamb that was sacrificed was pointing to Jesus, right? Uh, the, the, the labor that was used to wash, all of these things were pointing to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everything that the Jewish economy contained was all pointing to Jesus. Prophecy, it's all pointing to Jesus. And what, how I like to think about the, um, the 1844 day or the, or, or the investigative judgment is that throughout all of our lives, we've been charging the credit card, right, with our sins. And we've been accumulating debt, and there is going to come a time when hmm. that debt needs to be paid. Yes. and Jesus is going to come, and He's going to pay that credit card debt. And so it's it's we face these kind of we face these kind of, um, uh, uh, of allegories or types, you know, all the time. And it's and it's essentially all of this is a reminder of the fact that Jesus doesn't just like you said, He doesn't just forgive our sin. But he pays the debt of the sin. Mm-hmm. He cleans. He doesn't just forgive us. He also cleanses us. Mm-hmm. He cleans the sins of the world in order for us to be able to 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 um, be a part of his new kingdom and be rulers in that mm-hmm. kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Royal priests. Mm-hmm. And so I like to think about it in those. Yeah, terms. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. In in many sense, like prophecy, like we're all, we we need a, we're geeking out on Jesus. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it, it, it like you said, it's complex but easy. Like I know there's people who, you know, they love their, I'm not an Apple fan, I'm sorry, I do use Apple, but I know there, there are Stand-up. Apple fanatics, right? I mean, they. and so I'm just like, dude, if it turns on and I can get my email, whatever, you know, I could use my stuff. I can use an Apple Watch and my Apple, whatever, 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 whatever. But there's people who are like, the minute you press this, it goes through the LCD, I don't know it's the LCD, but the, the touch screen, and it goes through this, they know the microphone, then it goes to the space, it goes on the satellite, and that satellite's name is like, you know, Wingbird, Five, and then it goes down to this, and then it goes, and, and then goes underneath the ocean, and then, and, and it pulls up your email, and goes, and it. There's a complexity there that if you're totally geeked out on where you want to know on tech and where you on email, you know every aspect, and you know where to troubleshoot. You're like, oh, I'm not getting my emails. Oh, it's because that that cable in the ocean is disconnected, and you know it's going to be repaired in four minutes, so, and it, <laughs> you, you, you know these things. Whereas there, there's others who are like, I just want to get my email. And I'm good with that. And I think that's okay. There's people who are like, look, I did something wrong. I want to ask God for forgiveness. Boom, salvation is super easy. The Lord forgives you, the Lord loves you. But then there's others Mm -hmm. like, hey, there's a new update coming out, new iOS, and it's coming out in 1844 or the next, you know, (laughs) and people want to know, they want to know the date. There's TV shows like Inverse. There's, There's all these and they're geeking out. I think we have to take it as we're geeking out on Jesus not just getting into the nitty-gritty of things just because we're, we're weird for Jesus. If, if yeah. that, is that making sense mm-hmm. on, on a certain level? Yeah. And Siku and then Kelly.
0: Okay. I'd say, like, um, I mean, geeking out on somebody that you absolutely love, is a, it happens naturally. Mm. You just want to get to know everything about them. Mm. What are they doing right now? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like it, it just comes as a natural desire, you know, as you lo- fall more and more in love with mm-hmm. Jesus, you want to know, as much as there is to know about when
1: it, when he died, when yes, he resurrected, yes, what's and, he doing in heaven? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes.
0: And I want to say too on on the, um, I guess as we talking about how we think about this investigative judgment thing, that the the way that it works in my head is is you know Jesus when we confess our sins, like we are forgiven. There's no waiting. There's no like those before 1844 weren't really forgiven until 1844, no, like, Jesus forgives you, like, it's done, you know? Um, But we talked about, right at the beginning of this arc of study, um, about the great controversy, that there is this, drama that is playing out in the universe, mm-hmm. and this kind of gives insight into, like, this is why it's important what is going on right now, is that because of the great controversy, because of the accusations that are being lobbied against God, you could come and say, well, you forgave Siku for this thing, but like, that's not fear. You know, why don't, you know, Lucifer comes and he's, uh, well, the devil now, <laughs> he comes and is like, well, why do not you forgive me when I did something similar, or like, mm-hmm. So, there's this judgment, there's this investigation that needs to transpire that, that demonstrates that when I forgave or when I forgive, it makes sense. So, it's, I think of it kind of like the, the, the you are forgiven, like uh, when, when you confess and your life is, is rooted, grounded in Christ, mm-hmm. that's for sure, you know, because Christ died for our sins, it's, for, it's a for sure thing. But It's kind of like the case comes up on review, Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, okay, this person is walking free, but like, was it a just judgment, mm-hmm. right? And so you're, 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 judge, uh, The judgment is judging God's justice in the judgment that He makes in our life. So use the word judgment mm-hmm. a lot, right? It's looking at whether God is fair. In how he deals with us, in his dealings with his people, in forgiving them, in in restoring to them the promise of you know of eternal life, mm-hmm. and so that's the investigation that's transpiring, so it makes sense when at the end, if he's reaping and he's saying, oh you're this is the reward that you have received," those who are watching can say, "Oh yeah, you know we reviewed this case, and this totally makes sense mm-hmm. and I guess that's how I
2: conceive of Mm -hmm, mm them.
1: It makes sense. That that it makes sense (laughs) to you. The Mm
2: -hmm. other, the other, I think the other element to uh, to follow up with what Siko was saying saying, Mm -hmm. is the fact that there's there's a there's an importance to these dates even beyond knowing what Jesus is doing now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's of ultimate importance. But what Jesus is doing now for me, Mm -hmm. right? Because the investigative judgment it was, it, when we look at it historically in, it, within the Jewish sanctuary, it was a time where uh, we, they lived in a day of atonement. People, the, the, uh, the high priest was making atonement for the people's sins, and there was gonna be a cleansing of that. In other words, sin was gonna be eradicated. And so, during this time, we have a role to play in our walk with the Lord, with the understanding that God is right now uh, working on our behalf to make us who we ought to be in order to be with him when he comes again. So,
1: knowing what Jesus is doing now should impact a certain. How we uh, live today. How we live today. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Briefly, I want to go back two points. And mm-hmm. that is just talking about there's people who are really drawn to geeking out in the details and those who aren't. And I just want to appeal to those who are like me that may not be drawn to the details immediately, that there's still a blessing in studying them. Mm-hmm. That even now, I've studied them before, they're not on the tip of my tongue but there comes a deep-seated confidence in the Word of God. When you know that you've studied them, you know what's there, and everything else, from the devotional lessons of Psalms to the beauty of Jesus and John, you're like, I know what's in Daniel and Revelation, and so everything else is made brighter and more confident because of it.
1: Can't say it better than that. We'll see you next week here on Inverse, Sorry, we ran out of time. (laughs) God bless you.
0: This is Inverse.